Hello and welcome to a review of Town's season in the National League and their the last season in the National League due to relegation. But we'll be looking at the last nine, ten months, see where it all went wrong. Well, we started the season uh, with a televised away trip to Scunthorpe, myself and... Uh, I believe, if my memory serves me right, Gav Cheatham, we were away at Scunthorpe for the opening game away uh, <coughs> as they joined us in the National League. And uh, it was a 2-1 defeat for Yeovil Town. Yeovil Town ended their previous season in the National League uh, with a 1-0 away victory, surprisingly, after a, a lacklustre season. With Josh Staunton in charge for the final game, and he remained with a 100% managerial record as they came away with the 1 0 victory. The new season was to start with Chris Hargreaves in charge, and uh, here's what he had to say ahead of a trip to Scunthorpe. Well, Chris, just a couple of days to go. Yes. First of all, how did the last week of training go? Yeah, really good. Um... You know, I said to the lads at the start of the week, this is the the, the best week in, in football, you know, leading to a new season. Uh, a lot of excitement and a lot of competition for places with the boys. So um, it changes a little bit, the dynamic changes, but it's been really good. Um, fantastic set of lads, really enjoyed working with them. And have you got any injury concerns? I know there's a few nibbles Couple. after Western. Yeah, we have, yeah, which is, um, it's always frustrating. You have to get the balance right between protecting the boys and obviously getting the work in so um, yeah there's been a, a couple of conversations and a couple of days where we've had to be careful but I'm no different to any other manager you know we're all in the same boat so um, tomorrow's the day where we need them all on that training field for sure. Do you think you'll have the full squad to, to choose from? Not quite a uh, couple might just fall short um, which is unfortunate for them because you want to be involved in the first day, uh, game of the season for sure. Um, but it gives someone else an opportunity and that's always the case in football, isn't it? And since we spoke last, Finley's joined yes. on loan. Yeah. Can you, what can you tell us about him? Well, he can play in multiple positions. Um, very well thought of by the boys at Plymouth. Um, had a couple of conversations with Plymouth about him. Um, and he can play in a lot of the positions that, that, that we're looking at uh, in formations. So, really good lad, wants to do well, very ambitious um, and wants to learn. So, he's, um, yeah, he's a great addition for us. And as is always at this time of the season, there's some rumours floating around about getting a goalkeeper in. Do you know if that's uh, in, the, in the pipeline? Lots of rumours. <laughs> lots of rumours. Uh, can't comment on rumours at the moment, but yeah, there's, 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 you know, as is the nature of football, you know, it's a very fast-moving sport, isn't it? And, um, you know, there might be a couple of the conversations being had before the weekend. Uh, but the main thing is that we've just got to focus on um, what we're about, um, trying to get better, trying to create that bond within all of the players within the group. And that's what pre-season has been. So, you know, I've really enjoyed working with them. I think there's a long... There's a long way to go and there's a lot of work to do, for sure. And we're, we're not um, naive enough to think we've, we've got it right so far. Um, we need to keep recruiting well um, in a competitive market. 
and attention turning to Scunthorpe, yes. of course. Recently, they've brought in a flurry of players. Yeah, Has yeah, that sort of changed how you've prepared for it? Uh, no, I thought they would. Um, I know they've, they've, they've um, yeah, they've, they've shown some financial clout in doing that. Um, they're a club that expectations are high. You know, I've been a coach against Scunthorpe. I've played against Scunthorpe. I know the club. I know what the fans want from the club. Uh, and relegation would have been hugely disappointing. So they'll be hoping to to do what's been done very rarely, which is to bounce back. It's really difficult, isn't it? As we know in, in this league with so many um, competitive teams in it. But yeah, strong team, a lot of change around of personnel, signed some good players. So it's a, a, a huge test for us, but one that all the staff and players are looking forward to. You see sort of similarities between Scunthorpe and, and Yeovil when they dropped out of the Football League a, a few years ago. You're going to try and use that experience of the National League yeah. to go and beat them? Yeah, well, big clubs aren't, you know, both of us are big clubs. Both clubs want to be in the Football League. Um, both cl- uh, clubs have had a good history. Um, we can't focus too much on them. We've got to think about ourselves and what we're about. Uh, and that's what the players have been told. You know, we'll do our due diligence and, and, and look at them, and as we have. Uh, and what I've seen is a, a well organised uh, front foot side. So, um, yeah, good test. Um, and, you know, we hope we uh, go, up, go up to Scunthorpe and, and put a good display on. And we've spoken a lot, haven't we, about how difficult the mm. National League is. Mm. How important do you think it is to get off to that good start? Because it's a tough home game straight after that as well, isn't it? Ah, two, two, yeah, two, <laughs> two games that you want to play in, though, as a player. And, and that's what I've said to the players. You, you, you've got to look forward to these challenges. You've got to play all the teams. There's no hiding away from it. And, yeah, there's huge squads. There's huge budgets. Um, I get all of that, and we can't we can't keep talking about that. We've just got to focus on what we can do as a football club, what we can recruit, um, and how we can prepare the players, and that's what we've been doing. So, full focus on uh, getting on that coach, fully fit, all the players, um, and performing uh, in front of the cameras, um, and for their for the players, it's you know it's about their self motivation as well, what they want to do in their careers and this season, and whatever the playing football for whether it's achievement money for family there's loads of variables involved in that and once they step over the white line they've got to show how much they care for the club and that's what we've reiterated in in pre-season and we were just saying off air you had a lot of youngsters down at at training today how how good does it feel at Yeovil as a whole club yeah very good very good at the training ground today you can see what it can become and you can see that um, we want the youngsters growing up to want to play for the club and there's no better feeling for a fan to turn up and see that lad that's been nurtured. It becomes more difficult when the academy has to go. But um, Matty and the team are doing a fantastic job to try and um, create competitive young players to be able to come into our squad. And, you know, a few have in pre-season, which has been a big plus. So we're trying to get that collective spirit together. Um, fans have had it tough, players have had it tough, we know that. But all we can do is try and galvanise it and say, look, we're, we appreciate your support. We're doing our best to put a team out that will be competitive. And um, that's what we're trying to do. Thank you very much and good luck. You're welcome. Thank you. Sorry, I was miles away. Chris, you know, it's obviously been a tough week, I would imagine. The anticipation, getting the boys to the peak of fitness that you possibly can... 
How has it been for you? Because obviously it's your first yeah. actual league game as a manager. Yeah. Oh, it's it's enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. There's 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 trials and tribulations with it, but um, I think with all of us, what we've experienced at this football club, there's sometimes you've got to reflect on what you have got and not what you haven't got. And I think having seen what, and you know, without going too deeply into it, seeing what my sort of family have been through recently, and I think that I'm so lucky to be doing what I'm doing. Now, again, I'm not naive enough to know how difficult it is and what challenge we've got ahead of us, but I've got to get a grip of reality at times and say, fantastic club, loads of good lads giving it a real good go to try and be successful. And so I've enjoyed that aspect of it. The recruitment, the challenges of getting players here, yeah, it's a test and, and it will be for any manager. Unless you've got millions of pounds to spend, it will be a test. So I can't hide away from that fact that, that that's been challenging and it remains to be a challenge. But those lads that have got the good fortune to put that shirt on on Saturday have got to show how much they want to stay in the team and successful teams I've been in we've run with small squads and you've stayed fit and you've made sure you play every week so that's all I can focus on at the moment um, I mean how difficult has it been getting the players in the new players in that you've brought in I mean you've brought in quite a few now yeah not enough <laughs> not enough um, there's a couple to go and that's for sure but the, the lads that have come in have shown that they're either determined to um, continue with what they've already done in their careers or they're determined to get a career going. And those are the two sort of conversations we've had. Um, the more experienced lads have chosen us o over several clubs and chosen us over more money. And that shows to me that they want to play for a big club in this league, which we are. The younger lads, they are a project they are no doubt about it and we'll have to at times be patient with them and I'd asked everybody to do that because yeah. they're not the finished article and I'll get frustrated and everyone will get frustrated and the players will but we've got to bear with it if we're going to go down that model of making players better so that's that's the two sort of um, ways I'm looking at it at the moment It seems to me though that uh, the National League you know the National League before it was the conference mm. um you know, agents weren't quite so prolific. Now it yeah. seems as though every player's got God knows how many agents know. that you've got to tackle with. I mean, how, yeah. does that make it that much more difficult? Well, like anything, there's there's always agents you'll perhaps get on with more than others, and there's agents that know every single thing about their player on and off the pitch, and there's agents that might not know as much about the player. And I'm particularly talking about their what they can do out there yeah. when they cross over the white line. In some instances, I think the, the, the players have to have them uh, and, and a good agent is worth his weight in gold because they will be persistent and they might get you through a door when you might not get through a door yourself. Where we struggle is when they're asking for unrealistic amounts mm. and, and that we've got to cut it off. Yeah. We've got to live to our means uh, at this football club. Yeah. And if we don't do that, then we'll get ourselves into financial difficulty like other clubs have in the past and we can't do it. So we've got to get a balance right between trying to compete, which we want to do. We're all desperate to do well, none more so than me because it's a 24-7 job and I know what I've stepped into. But there has to be a, a, a sort of calmness where we can't go crazy 
unless one of us wins the Euro millions and spend millions of pounds because it's not sustainable for any club. And we've seen the likes, you know, I've just popped him into the head of Darlington over the years where he's been a successful club that suddenly yeah. demised badly yeah. um, and that they've been working so hard in, 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 in the last few seasons to get back up. Um, so we've got to get the balance right of, of um, our spending for sure. And the squad, you know, got to know each other now. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of new ones coming in. Are they yeah. sort of getting on well? And no, they are. I think they raised an eyebrow when they were jumping up mud banks in, um, in, in Newton Abbott not so long ago. But it's just trying to build a camaraderie, aren't you? That, yeah. That's what you're trying to... Maybe when you're tracking back in December uh, at Halifax away, you're thinking about the time you were all digging in together in the summer. And that's why we all try and do it. We try and get that get camaraderie and, and build off those things um, so th- they've, they've been really good the lads I must say they've been really good um, and I, I've had a, co- few, a couple of conversations with all of them t- together about what they've all been through at this club um, and that has brought th- that core group closer together so we have to look at that and say keep it going mm. keep it going and anyone who comes into the group has got to be absolutely spot on because we can't have any splinters. We've got to have a, a united team. Of the new players you've brought in, have uh, any of them got sort of exceptionally standout skill, skills? I mean, they're obviously all good because you wouldn't have bought them otherwise. But, I mean, are there any that, that really stand out to you in terms of their, their skill base? Yeah, they're, they're all different. They're all different. You know, some were recruited for leadership. Some were recruited because we think they've got huge potential. Um, and... Some hit the ground running, and some m- might find it more difficult, and and that's been the case. Mm. It's a it's a different environment. Um, you're living in a different area. You're trying to get to know the, the 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 club and the people. So that's that's a great learning curve for some of these lads. But in the main, I've got to say that the the boys that have walked into this club have have absolutely given it everything from day one, and you you can't ask for any more than that. Well, it's all happening tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow Friday. For- uh, Saturday, Saturday, yeah. Get it right in a minute. Yeah. Um, handy that you got BT Sport to pop in. That's, that's good move. That. It had to be, didn't it? It had to be. Yeah. Now, BT's, to, to me, um, a fantastic organisation that has highlighted the league really well. Mm. I, I genuinely believe that. I think some of the stories, some of the... We all know, don't we? And we've said it loads of times. What, what does this football club mean to this community? It means a lot. And that's the same at every other uh, club that's featured. Now, there's pressure on us straight away because we're playing against a very good side away from home in front of the cameras. You've got to embrace it. You've got to believe that you've, you're good enough to go and put a performance on. Um, it'll be interesting for me, having been at BT, mm. because it's totally different now. I never had a bad game when I worked for BT. That's for sure. <laughs> I had a man of the match every game. I was yeah. excellent. But um, let's hope they're, they're, they're kind to us and fair either way. You've got to be fair, that's for sure, because they've got to have an opinion. But um, we know what we want to do this season. Um, it's just about the boys taking those, those steps to try and um, put a good performance on. Well, hopefully Adam Berg will be doing it because he's ex yodel so he ought to have a soft spot for us. That's right. I expect Berg's to be very kind, don't we, at the weekend? Yeah. But I've spoken to the guys and I'm going to ring them today, you know, Matty and, and Jeff and um, Aaron and, and Vergs, you know, know them all very well. Um, and for, for lots of different clubs, BT has 
you know, pluses and minuses. I understand that. Um, but I, I do generally think it's highlighted the league more than ever. Um, and the exposure that the league gets is excellent. It is so competitive that I class it as League 5, 100%. Uh, league 4, whatever you want to describe it as. Um, because it is, it is very, very competitive. I've worked closely in League 2 as a coach, as a manager, as a player. And I've worked closely in capacities in the National League. And I see very little difference. Well, best of luck tomorrow, thank you. Chris. I hope you have yeah, a man, storm thank you. tomorrow, Saturday. I'll Saturday. In a minute. I keep saying um, it as well. Yeah, yeah. Saturday. Um, you have a storm in Thank you. Three points and uh, no injuries. Thanks a lot. Thank Cheers. You. How Paul on Zoom now. Hey, Chris, how are, you, how are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, just touching back on the transfers, you seem to have bought a mix of youngsters and then experienced players. Was that a deliberate part by you? Just trying to find a good balance within the squad? It was. Um, I'm still not there... Um, yet and and I've got no problem um, talking about that we need a couple more um, and that sometimes takes time and I think within players that we've looked at recruiting they may be waiting for those league clubs a little bit longer and I've had conversations you know with with managers all week and they're all in the same boat Unless you're going out and you are making huge statements with 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 big contracts, then you'll have to be a little bit more patient. But we have we've 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 gone with boys that that have got the bit between the teeth and need to get the career started, and we've gone with with three or four that have got the t-shirt, seen it, done it, but are still relatively um, young um, and have got a, a lot more miles in the tank. One of those is, is Sam Pearson. Is there any particular reason it's only a, a one month to begin with? Uh, it was just, I think, conversation between me and, and Bristol City and Brian. It's just for both of the clubs. It's just for the both of the clubs. You know, we 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 expect it to be a longer term loan, but I think you've got to be fair to both parties at the start and see what the player thinks of the club, see what the club thinks of the player. It's done up and down the country. Sam's been brilliant on the training ground. I had a good chat with him this morning about... Uh, in and out of possession, and he's been, you know, a real breath of fresh air. So, yeah, no problem with it whatsoever. I think it's, I, I see it as a positive, because if the player really doesn't want to be there, that's fine. We're not holding them to ransom, and if we really don't want the player there here, vice versa. So there has to be some honesty with it. But as I say, from from day one, he has been um, excellent. And recent seasons, Jovel have kind of prided themselves on being really strong defensively, but have perhaps struggled going forward. Pre-season looks to have gone the same way so far. Um, is there any kind of way of changing that, or will it be just fitness and the new attacking players bedding themselves in or can get going when the season starts? Yeah, maybe we haven't quite in those attacking areas hit the ground running where we might have liked to. Um, you can get to a point and you can put a hundred different players attacking drills on um, essentially it comes down to that final third where someone will drop the shoulder one way turn the other and and beat a player and put it in the bottom corner and I'm not stopping anyone doing that and that's individuality in the final third and that's what we're hoping for it hasn't quite clicked for some players so far but you're spot on the resilience has been excellent um, more often than not those those final third players are the ones that 
that take a little bit longer to recruit and a little bit longer to bed in. But I'm confident that the players that we've got in have got that in their armoury. Um, but for sure, we've we've probably we've probably not quite taken that shot early enough or been front foot enough when the ball's coming in the box to really believe it. So these are the things we're working on. Um, these are the things that that we need to get better at. Um, but again, I'll reiterate, I'm not I'm not on my own with that. I'm I'm not one of the only managers that will be saying that. We're always trying to get better in all of the thirds of the pitch, or however you want to articulate it. Um, and the the recruitment hunt continues and will do all season, because we're always looking to bring good players in. Obviously, you yourself are new to the area, but you look to have immersed yourself in going around the, the town and community and talking to fans. You're talking to them again at the Western game. What have they been saying to you, and how, and how have you found it? Um, win games, score loads of goals, uh, get promoted. That's what they've been saying. No, they've been absolutely fantastic, and I have really appreciated it. And so are the lads, and the, the, the lads have already told me anyway. So I know what the, the players think of the of the fans, and they couldn't have done it without the fans. They couldn't have got through the periods that they've got through, whether whether it be tragedy or lockdowns without the fans and the fans have shown support when they haven't been able to turn up to the football ground and they've shown support when they have and we're very thankful of that and I make sure that the players know that um, so we're, it's a collective isn't it we want to do well we, we're not we're not wearing rose tinted spectacles we know what we're up against we're up against some massive firepower and massive clubs in a very competitive league but this club is a very big football club and We've had a good history and we want to try and get back to those those times and those days. It won't be done overnight, that's for sure, but we've got to at least believe that we can do that. That's great. All the best for Saturday, Chris. Thank you very much. Hey, that probably just leaves me then, Chris. Um, uh, best till last. There you go, best till last. Very kind of you to say so, the grand finale. Um, so when you joined us on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned about there are a lot of names on boards in uh, your office. Uh, and you've already said, and I think you basically said without quite saying it, that there are still some of those names on the boards that you're trying to bring in. And would I be fair to assume that one of those is probably someone in a, an attacking position, a, a striker? I'm not saying there's 30 goal a season strikers just lying around the place, but mm. would that be fair to uh, yeah. assume? No, it would be fair. Um, I, I think we, we're looking at depth, really, aren't we? We're looking at the players we've got in are really good players, there's no doubt about that, um, and they offer different attributes. But we've got to add to it because we don't want to be short, um, and that's what we're trying to do. And it'll continue up until I get on that coach tomorrow. And it'll continue when I arrive back from Scunthorpe. But once we are on the coach, we've got to focus on what we have got in the building and, and, and look at what how we can affect the game. But we will be we will still be looking, of course we will, but it's to add to the to the lads we've already got. It's not instead of. Absolutely. And you've obviously had a number of trialists and Finley uh, obviously joined uh, having played at, at the weekend. Another one, it's always a good game in pre-season, trying to guess the trialists, guess who, who they all are. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go with the name Stanley 
Anna Bonham, I think, might have uh, featured in a in a couple of friendlies. I'm not expecting you to con- confirm that one, but is is, is he of uh, of interest to you? Is there any future for for him or, or any of the trialists that have been with you over preseason? Yeah, we've had a look at a lot of players, and Stanley being one of them, and some we haven't committed to, uh, and some we've said we'll 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 monitor. I think it's been important to do that. It's shown us what. Um, perhaps how hungry some lads are and how much they need an opportunity. There's only so many places and we definitely have to strike a balance with, I'd call them projects, too many projects, because we need, we need, some, we need some experience. Um, and that's at the moment where my mindset would be leaning towards. Um, we've got Alex Fisher, who's vastly experienced and um, has shown a massive appetite to play for this football club but we need a little bit more um, of his ilk and like I say it may take another week it may take another couple of weeks um, but it it sometimes doesn't happen overnight but there's one thing for certain that the boys that do step on the um, the coach tomorrow very happy with there's some there's some lads chomping at the bit and um there's only so many places on that bench, so yeah. you know I'm not I'm not too worried about having a, a huge squad um, because we can't get them all in. But we, uh, we we're definitely still looking for a little bit more a little bit more experience for sure. Okay, and looking the other way as far as trialists, you may have spotted Toby Stevens perhaps playing for uh, Truro City uh, at the weekend. Uh, and again, not expecting you to, to confirm that. But is there opportunities for some of those younger players, the likes of Toby, the likes of Ollie Hayes perhaps, for going out there and getting that experience in, yeah. in first team games? Oh, definitely. That, that's so important, isn't it? Because you know I've worked within 23s at, at different clubs. Um, Bournemouth and and uh, Bristol Rovers m- most recently, and it can be that lost group, can't it? Where you, you you know you you get to a certain age, and I see it now. I've I see lists of players and look at their appearances, and you might be twenty two, twenty three, and you've made no league appearances. It's it's incredible. So we want them to go out and play some men's football, and it and it and it means a lot on a Saturday afternoon. They were very close to staying around it with us, but I feel for them, and I'm thinking about them as well, that they need that they need that month of at least of um, comp- competitive football. I've spoke to Paul Watt, and he's been delighted with 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 them um, in the training sessions. So it's about them impacting and making an impression, and that's what they're determined to do. Absolutely. Just uh, sticking on the on the preseason theme, um, one position that's maybe surprised a few is uh, Charlie Wakefield playing in a in more of a wing back position. This is obviously is a formation that you've you've adopted all, all the way through preseason. What's your thinking behind that? Is obviously someone that we've seen playing far further forward, in fact, centre forward uh, at mm. some points last season. Uh, what do you see from uh, Charlie bringing to that position? Yeah, he's still he's still going to play in the positions you mentioned, and we've we've. Reverted to some systems in pre-season, you know, the behind closed doors game. We've we've worked in training games as well in systems. Changed it in a couple of games as well. Um, trying to get a group of players on the pitch that we can do that with that are adaptable. Charlie sees himself uh, as uh, an attacking player for sure, but he is he, and he will be in that position. 
Um, whether it's wing back, right wing or centre forward, he can play all three of them. And I've got no doubt in my mind he can do that. And he can be successful in all of them. And he's what he is and what I've been really pleased and impressed with is he wants to do that. He actually wants to play in all those positions and do well in them. And that'll only benefit him. So we, there's no doubt about it. We've, we've flicked from one or two formations uh, and he's a part of that and, and can adapt in both of those. Um, and it's a position that... Uh, sorry, the, those positions are ones that um, if he wants to play at a higher level, and I know he does, that if he nails all of those, you're a much more attractive proposition for us as a club and for any other club. Absolutely. And then just one final question from me, just uh, looking obviously forward to the weekend and, and the game there. I mean, mm. how difficult is it to scout an opposition that obviously hasn't been in this division uh, to, uh, up until now? And there's probably not that much footage going around of, of pre-season games. Mm. How much can you read into anything as far as Scunthorpe United are concerned? Well, a little bit. Um, you're right. You, you, you're not going to know as much as you would in a normal um, in a normal fixture for sure but we've got an idea of the players they have um, and what abilities they've got similarly they'll have the same on us so you've you've got to be aware of their dangers and they have got a few that's for sure um, and they've got some experience um, around the squad and the team but you've got to focus on yourselves you've got to you've got to look at what you can do uh, and how you can affect the opposition and that's what we'll be doing Absolutely. And no nerves. 5.20 on Saturday, you're going gonna to be feeling any uh, butterflies in your stomach? Or is that just because Aaron McLean will be there giving you a hard time from the touchline? I think Aaron McLean might be more nervous about the jacket he's got to pick for this weekend more than me being worried about. Yeah, for anybody, it's natural to have those butterflies and that nervous anticipation, I'd call it, for a game. I know the responsibility I've got as a manager and as no hiding away from the fact and that's why I took the job I've got no problem with that I'm, I'm a big ugly northerner that, that's got big shoulders so I'm aware of the responsibility I've got and there will be nervous excitement but you've got to look forward to it and you've got to see it as a great challenge and I've said the same to the players so uh, BT Sport or no BT Sport it's a game of football against a competitive team and um, we've just got to impact ourselves on the game Right, we're well, looking forward to seeing Aaron McLean's suit now, which one he picks. Uh, I'm not looking forward to seeing it, but yeah, no. Great lad. Uh, I'll give him back what he gives to me, I think. That's all how we'll leave it. Fantastic. Right, well, thanks very much, Chris, and, uh, and best of luck. I'm sure You're welcome. yourself and many others will be cheering you on. Thank you very much, yeah. Well, Josh, ahead of the first game, first of all, how excited are you to be wearing the armband for Scunthorpe away on Saturday? Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's going to be good to... To lead the team up for the first first game of the season, uh, it's a big honour for me, obviously, to to, to lead the club. <coughs> uh, one I hope to will be a successful period for everyone involved, and uh, it's nice to get the first one out on TV on Saturday. Uh, it's quite a big game in terms of stature of the club, so it should be a really exciting one. Yeah. And you signed your new contract pretty quickly after Chris was appointed manager. What have you liked about working with him? Uh, to be honest, I spoke to Chris right at the end of the season and. It was evident that we both looked like we'd work, enjoy working together, so it was it was pretty easy in terms of the conversations were, were easy, uh, and it was more just getting straight down to business really. And obviously, we come in start of the season, the gaffers 
we've been it's been a hard pre-season but it's been very good and I think I speak for all the boys when we have really enjoyed the pre-season we've had a lot uh, quite a good bit of team building a nice nice weekend away in Torquay a week day, a couple of weekdays away in Torquay doing boot camp and it's been a it's been a breath of fresh air around the club and and something which I'm looking forward to to going forward Obviously, supporters see the pre-season games, but how important is that sort of off-the-field team bonding to, to be successful? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, a lot of work's done in the pre-season games. There's a lot of learning, but especially when you've got quite a few new players, there's a lot of uh, gelling to do off the pitch as well as on it. And then, then pre-season games are, are, are working, working motion. Really, there's a there's a lot that goes into them. Probably a lot more of trial and error than you think. It's not just about going out there and trying to win. It's trying to implement habits into a game which when you work under a new regime is obviously uh, easier said than done sometimes and at times throughout pre-season we look very good and at times we've looked a little bit jaded but hopefully I think pre-season is always a bit false I think teams always change how they play and and I think we're ready to hit the ground running after after what we've done so far. And on a personal level you're playing centre-back but then you moved up a bit more forward for, for midfield what, which position are you expecting to play? <laughs> <laughs> That's not a question for me I don't think um, to be honest I think it will depend on who's available where and what sort of game plan the gaffer wants to implement on on the game on Saturday uh, I think it's handy that we have players who can play in several positions um, may, makes us a bit more fluid but I'm happy to go out there and do whatever is needed for the team really have you found that the, the signings that Chris has brought in, they're all very versatile, aren't they? Yeah, there's first and foremost, they've been, they're very good footballers. There's some, some very, very good footballers in that dressing room. So uh, it has, it's been, and it's nice to see people flourish in different positions and, and try different things in a different shape. So it's exciting and I'm enjoying watching the boys grow each game. I think we've improved and, and we will continue to do so. Of course, it's Scunthorpe on Saturday. It's kind of hard to predict what you're going to face, isn't it? A team you didn't face last season. Yeah, it's always difficult. And uh, to be honest, I don't know a great deal about them. I don't know they've had a big turnover of players. Um, sometimes it's probably easier playing a team which... Not easier, but better playing a team which has been relegated rather than like we have in the last couple of years when we played newly promoted teams just because they're still riding that crest of the wave. And, and if we can get on top against a team which is low in confidence, hopefully we can we can really dig our heels in and, and, and dominate the game so uh, it's definitely a different challenge to what we faced the last couple of years uh, it'll be but at the end of the day on, at, at five, 5 o'clock it's, it's 11 v 11 so the most important thing is, is doing sticking to what we've been working on to get, to get the game won And how important is it, is it for you to have that good start it's been a tough start the last couple of seasons hasn't it yeah, I think I think last couple of years we've we've played some tricky teams. I think mm-hmm. in my first season we played Kings Lynn. I think we actually played them again in the second second season. And then we had Willstone after that, which was a newly promoted team. And we've just kind of been and if you don't get off to a flyer against teams like it which are which are really in a positive run of run of form, it is it is it is tricky and um every everyone wants the ideal game and I don't know what game is ideal really it's never easy playing at home it's never easy that first game is a bit of a lottery and I think we're well prepared to go into it I think we've done well away from home last year so hopefully we'll carry that through to this year the boys obviously are, are resilient ready to stand up to any test so it should be it should be a good game hopefully and it does feel like defensively looking very strong sort of finishing starting where you left off last season yeah I think we've we've, we've kept to the core of the majority of the players and Defensively, we had strong habits instilled into us, and they don't. We don't just lose them overnight. It's probably 
a lesson for us. We're trying to be a bit more expansive, so it's finding the balance of of gaining that uh, more expansive attacking football without completely compromising defensively or and the other way around where you just defend and don't attack. So it's it's a challenge for us to try and, and find a better balance and but first and foremost a defense a, a clean sheet gives you a chance in any game and and I think it's a good it's a good platform to build off and the boys have been excellent. They throw themselves in front of anything and, and it is a real tough bunch of lads. And on a personal level, do you have any goals not to be manager, I'm guessing? <laughs> yeah, 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 at all. <laughs> Seems yeah, like a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, that does, that does seem like. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we'll go on record and say hopefully this year <laughs> we won't end, uh, won't end the end the season as a player manager. But um, no, I think the goal is to f- to take the club as high as we can with what we've got available and uh, sit together as a dressing room because that is worth valuable points at the end of the season and hopefully galvanise the club, the community, and uh, get everyone back behind us and and bring and want people to enjoy coming to Yeovil again. I think that will be a big big win for not just us as a group of players, but the, the town in general. So it's something that we've definitely spoke about in the dressing room. Uh, the manager's definitely keen on in, engaging with the local area. So hopefully throughout the season, we'll see we'll see that progress and, and, and build something, not just for us to enjoy, but the whole of Yeovil to enjoy. Thank you, Josh. Good so, luck, thank you. Cheers. Josh, um, new, new season, your captain. A lot more responsibility, I guess, on your shoulders for that. But um, you know, how does it feel for you personally? You're going into that game. You want to be, you know, you want to replay your heart out, don't you? But I mean, you know, do you feel the pressure of it? Um, what in terms of? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think every. I think that first game is definitely has a little bit of pressure. It's more probably anxious pressure of wanting to do well and getting there. Everyone wants to get off to a good start. No one wants to go into the second game chasing a win. Mm. And uh, uh, the the added pressure of being captain is something I I relish and. In previous previous campaigns, I've always treated it the same. So I'm not going to suddenly start doing anything different. It's just I'll always try and lead the lead the group. And when you've got a group of young uh, young lads, it's important you to take the, some some of the responsibility for them, take the pressure off them, so they can go and enjoy it and and flourish under that sort of environment rather than being crippled by by pressure. Really. But I mean, you're a level-headed sort of bloke. I mean, you, you don't get any sleepless nights or anything. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm relatively calm to be honest. It's just um, yeah. I try and keep as as uh, professional as I can. Just think about what's in front of me, control what I can control, and and the rest will hopefully look after itself. And I think if <clears throat> everyone has that mentality and just squeezing as much out of each other as we can, as we have done in pre-season, I think it will lead to a successful period uh, for the club, and hopefully this first month we'll get off to a good start. Now you've got a, a reasonably good core from last season in the team. Quite a few new players, obviously, but it's easier to to uh, bring in the new players when you've got such a strong core from last season. Yeah, definitely. I definitely think that keeping the keeping a bulk of the players allows you to build. Um, you see it all the time where these teams start fresh every summer, and you kind of the first month is almost finding your feet. Whereas in theory, you'd like to think we've we've got the majority of the groundwork done and the co- the core of the group has stayed together and um, I definitely think it makes it's easier for people coming in because it's not like introducing yourself to a whole load of new people it's kind of like everyone looks after each other that that as I say then foundations are in place so I definitely think the benefits of having it and and if you look at teams which have been successful they they build a platform of, of consistent players rather than one in one out every summer and 
because it does continuity is definitely a good thing in football if it's if they're the right sort of characters. Can I score a few more goals this season? Uh, hopefully it's a, it's, a, it's a target for myself to score more goals, get myself in positions where I can score more goals and dominate more at set pieces. As, yeah, if anyone who can chip in is it's much it's 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 vital, isn't it? At the end of the season, five goals from everyone over the pitch contributes a lot. Whereas last year we didn't really do that, and it's definitely a target I've set myself to see. Yeah. Well, best of luck to, uh, Saturday. I keep saying tomorrow. <laughs> best of luck Saturday. Um, Make sure you win. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Pressure's Cheers. on, mate. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Josh. Hi, oh, mate. You're up. Yeah, not too bad. As Sharon mentioned last season, you spoke to as a player, as a captain, and as a manager. Um, as a whirlwind season for you personally, do you take anything from last season going into this one, or do you just wipe the slate clean and go um, forward? No, I definitely take the lessons I learned. I learned a, a lot, even in the last, the last game, just being manager. So, so it, I learned a lot and. It's valuable experience and it's puts you in situations where you're well out of your comfort zone. Um, every time you step out of your comfort zone, you're testing yourself as a person, as a character. And um, I definitely think them lessons have been valuable and there'll be things I'll pass, we'll pass on and we'll need. We'll, we'll, we'll depend on them during the season, of them staying calm under pressure and... Yeah, it's, you can't. You're not going to go a whole season in sitting in your comfort zone. So, the more heads you have, the more experience, the more experience you have outside of your comfort zone, the better stead you're stu- uh, putting in in the season, really. And you, you touched upon wanting to kind of bring the community back to the club. You look to have been out and about a lot this summer, promoting the club with the, the kit launch and everything. Have you learned more about the community this summer, and has that made you feel closer to the club? Yeah, uh, it was a it was an excellent experience going down to Pittards, which, to be honest, I had no idea what it was. I'd, I'd driven past it, but um, speaking to the to the blokes in there and the the, uh, the ladies showed us round. Then going to Leonardo's. We, I did. I met we. I met a lot of valuable people in the in the community, and it's nice to to for people to see you as a person rather than just someone who plays for football. And I think it's it's makes you a lot much more relatable. And uh, at the end of the day, everyone is someone, aren't they? It's not just we're not just people who run around on a football pitch. And um, that that interpersonal relationship with people around the around the ground around the around the town is is. Um, is is priceless really, and it, it really it gives you another another motivation to go and do well for the football club because you understand the the um, the weight you're carrying for for the people of the town, and and you you start you begin to realise just how much it means to people around it. Obviously, the first games on telly it kind of brings its added pressure. Yeovil famously haven't done so well on telly in recent times. Do you, do the players feel the added pressure going into a game that's on telly? Um, uh, I can't speak for everyone, but I believe if you do, you need to. You you'll soon learn that it's just another game of football, and um, you can add as much pressure on yourself as you want. But at the end of the day, it's not going to make you play any different, is it? If it's just because there's a camera there, so um, I guess we'll find out. I think historic. I think historically, there's no there's doesn't really have any bearing on the game. It's a fresh slate this year. Um, Fresh regime of management, different, different routines, different schedules. Uh, so I, I personally won't be looking too much into the historic statistics of playing on TV. I think uh, 
we'll take every game as it comes and and this year we've we've got a good platform we've got a good group of lads and I think it's time we started relishing the chance to play on TV because if you're doing well you play on TV more so it, um, it's a situation we I would like to think the group will take in their stride and uh, you want days on TV that's what you play football for you, you want you want to be showcasing yourself you want to be showing your club showing off your club do you know what I mean so it's an opportunity for us to put Yeovil right up up there and where we want to be and and let everyone show and show everyone how good we can be Definitely. Hopefully we're running three points on Saturday. Thanks, Josh. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Hey, Josh. Hi, uh, mate. You are. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, obviously, this pre-season uh, with, a, with a new manager, you've been playing in, in a probably a back five for, for much of it. Is that a uh, formation that you've played in a great deal in your career? How, how, how do you feel with that? Um, I've played it a handful of times. Not a, Nothing exceptional. Not um, loads and loads, but it's something I've really enjoyed. Um, I think the progression of that shape could be quite exciting for the team if we can probably turn that into a three rather than a five as you say and, and utilise our wing backs higher up the pitch um, these are all lessons which don't just happen overnight especially when you're putting a group of players in a new shape but um, I it's not something I've been massively exposed to no but uh, it's something I've quite enjoyed and and um, th- feel like there could be a real real progressive shape for the club Absolutely, and, and Ben Richard Everton, obviously a new new signing, came in at, at a weekend. What have you made of him uh, in the uh, in the week since? Yeah, he's a big old lad, Ben, and he uh, <laughs> uh, no, he's a, he's a good character. He's, he's great on the pitch. He's a, he's a talker. Um, he's aggressive, very aggressive, aerially. Uh, he is what you expect, really, from 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 a centre half of his stature and his experience, and uh, he's good around the dressing room. So. I've been really impressed with him. It's a good addition to the club. Um, gives us another option in in a key area of the pitch, an option with experience, and it makes us even more dangerous. Because we were saying earlier, we're, we're, this year we're we're a massive team, huge, and it's surprising you. And you'll look now and you think, oh, we're going to go to places and we're going to be a big, big team. So it's it'll be nice for us to to. We've, well, we've got to utilise that, haven't we? We've got to try and dominate area and, and, and add to set piece because we definitely didn't do that enough last season. Yeah, you mentioned that, and obviously one one thing that's been known through, through pre-season is perhaps that lack of goals. You've mentioned before, just then about ne- other people needing to chip in. Is there that collective responsibility that it can't all rest? Obviously, the strikers want to score the goals, don't they? But it's got to rest on everybody, the defenders, the midfielders, whichever. Yeah, absolutely. When you When you keep a clean sheet, you don't just praise the goalie do you praise the whole team so and it's a team effort so it's important that we take that responsibility upon ourselves and don't just kind of point the finger and say they should be scoring we're doing this because at the end of the day we are a team and and if someone else is chipping in it takes a bit of pressure off 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 a striker and they can and then they'll play with a lot less pressure and and that's when good things come really isn't it when when you're not when you don't feel like you've got the weight of the world on your shoulders and it is if we can chip in everyone can chip in with goals it definitely makes us a much more dynamic and diverse team in terms of you don't really know it's hard to it's much harder to defend against rather than having a, a 30 goal a season man and and just relying on one person to to put him in yeah uh, sam perry obviously a player's come in in pre-season so he's been catching the eye in, in midfield what what have you noticed about him in the time he's been with you uh he's he's a very good footballer really first and foremost and he's a he's a lovely young lad but um yeah technically he's a very good footballer he takes the ball well 
uh, knows when to to press, when not to press, when to play, when to spin it. He's, I think he'll be an asset for the club, and and he's only going to grow. He's going to get better and better as he gets more and more games. Um, I'm very excited to watch him watch him progress. Uh, I think I think we've it's a real coup getting him for the season, and I think he could be a vital player in this team. And, and just finally, pre-season, we've seen in the, the photos of um, training and so forth, you've had a lot of younger players, the likes of Benjani and uh, Jay Graziano in the in, in training there. What have you, you seen from them? I mean, do you think that they could be players that maybe this season could be challenging to, to get into the first team set up, whether off the bench or not? Uh, to be honest, it's a very difficult league at a young age. This, this league is very, it's extremely physical. They've done in, They've come in and done excellent with us. And uh, maybe the next step for them is is going and playing some senior football at a local at a, at a lower level and, and and understand the game because this is a very very tough league and it's it's not a league you you ideally want to chuck an eighteen year old into it unless you have to and look they've been they've been a credit to the club in pre season they've been absolute they've been brilliant um, and I'm sure they'll have very good careers at Yeovil and and if if called upon I I've, I'd have absolutely no. No, no worries about them playing in the first team, but maybe it'll be the transition for them from youth team to, to first team will be easier if they were able to go out and play some more senior games elsewhere and get them the experience under their belt and just the know-how, and then come back and 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 really have a real push for placing the team. Fantastic, that's great, Josh. Well, best of luck Saturday, and we'll all be there cheering you on from the away. Cheers, thank you. Cheers, thanks a lot. Well, it was Scunthorpe that tasted victory uh, and it was their first National League outing as goals from Andrew Boyce and Jacob Butterfield and them a win against Yeovil. Alfie Beeston had already seen two shots saved by Glover's keeper Grant Smith when Boyce broke the deadlock in the 26th minute. Mason O'Malley crossed from the left for defender Boyce to power from a home, power home header. O'Malley was denied before the break, but Butterfield doubled the Irons' advantage with a superb second in the 62nd minute. He was allowed too much time and space and distance inside his own half and just let fly and it went into the top corner. Yeovil pulled a goal back 12 minutes later when Jamie Record fired home and only a superb save from Marcus Dewhurst to deny Max Hunt prevented the Glovers from securing an away day point. Well, here's what Chris Hargreaves had to say after the game. Well, Chris, not the start you wanted, but it wasn't even a game of two halves, was it? It was a game of the last sort of 25 minutes where you really could have got a point. Yeah, disappointed, so were the lads, bitterly disappointed. I think we did enough to do that. We changed the shape, um, maybe maybe we were a little bit on the back foot first half, just too protective. Um, a lot of lads uh, probably just on the fine line between being able to play or not. So. They did well to be even on the pitch, a couple of them. Um, and until you get that sort of belief, second half, um, it was an okay performance. Once we got the belief and once we were calm on the ball and switched play and did what we'd done in a lot of the pre-season training sessions and games, we looked excellent. We looked a threat. We looked like we had width. We looked like we were going to score a second goal. And I'm baffled as to why we couldn't get on the end of one of the crosses. Um, numerous corners, chances. It was it was front foot football, and I always reference the fans at the end of a game because they usually tell you what you've done. And I have to thank them for their support today. They were absolutely brilliant, um, genuinely mean it. I've got family in the crowd myself because I'm not far from these neck of the woods, and 
uh, I just wanted to give them something to go home with, um, which they deserved after paying the money and driving a long way. So the lads are absolutely devastated in there, I've got to say. Um, but I did, I did say to them, you've given me absolutely everything and the supporters, and you've shown that second half you don't wilt and you're willing to have the bravery to get on the ball um, and also create chances. I think the second goal was a killer, really, because of the, the backing off. Um, you know, we lost the ball when we, when we probably think we were in good possession and we lost it, but we've still got to react. We've still got to get back in numbers and, and at some point someone's got to transition to go and press and, and try and affect the ball and we didn't, so that was really poor from us. But um, back to the training pitch on Monday, um, back at it to try and resolve these issues and uh, a nice, easy game to follow. <laughs> You've spoken about the second goal there. Were you as well disappointed with the first goal? Because Boyce had a header that just yeah. went wide, didn't quite learn yeah. your lesson. No, we didn't. Um, didn't get to the switches quick enough. Um, you know, any crossing to the box is dangerous. And then the second phase came out, did it again. It's, it's disappointing. And we've been good at that. You know, you've seen the size of the team. We've got, you know, a lot of lads that are six foot two, six foot three and over. So again, we'll need to look at that, um, stop the cross in the first instance and then stay with your man on the second transition at play, which we didn't. So the goals were poor, all goals conceded against the poor, but I'm, I'm heartened by the second half because I, I, I genuinely think that they believed it. They just didn't have enough in that final third to, uh, to, to probably believe someone's going to be that goal scorer. We must speak about Pearson because he made a real difference. Yes, he right. made yeah. the, the goal. Do you wish he made that substitution just a little bit earlier? Potentially. Um, we were talking about it. Um, I think when we when we'd perhaps uh, come out in the second half, you want to stay in the game because we're playing against a good side. So my thought process was stay in the game and then for the last... 20 minutes, go for it. I mean, I won't be the first manager to do that, but on reflection, yeah, benefit of hindsight, of course, because he did look bright as a button, and it's, it's given me a real uh, selection problem in a good way. So he was a real plus. I thought Charlie White, Whitefield was excellent uh, in both roles. I know he's learning all these positions at the moment, certainly wing-back, which is a tough one for him, because he's not used to it, but you can play very high as a wing-back. Um, you don't have to be deep all the time, protecting your, your centre half. So there were some big positives um, to take away. It's just, it's just a hard pill to swallow today because I don't want to lose. As you say, you went back to that back four, and Jamie Record got his goal. He did from, from there. He was outstanding. Yeah, he played really well. Um, as I say he was one of a number of good performances, no doubt about it. We've just got to iron out these these goals against that we saw today and that they can be ironed out we can we can affect that certainly we can affect it I, I reiterate that the, the boys have given everything I can't argue with that and they're, they're shattered in there and disappointed because we really thought we'd come here today and, and win or get a result hasn't happened dust ourselves off I'm still going to be on the phone all next week because we want to add to what we've got we've got to add to the quality we've got and we have got quality um, we just need a little bit more um, to be able to go into a full season with a, with a squad of real depth. Of course, missing Lawson Diaz, yes. is there a time that he's going to be back? Um, it's just a recurrence of, of an injury and it's so frustrating for him because he has missed 
you know, two pre-seasons and he's working hard, he keeps trying to come back and it's breaking down, so I'm, I've got a lot of sympathy for him. Perhaps he's trying too hard to come back and you know what it's like as a, as a, in sport, you, you wanted to get back and sometimes you, you, you've got to be patient. So hopefully towards the end of next week he, he, he starts a little bit more intense work um, because he's a quality footballer and that's what we need. We need to break down teams and we need that, that Lionheart aggression but we also need good footballers and he is one. So lots of work to do but heartened by what they've given me today mentioned earlier, tough one up next at yeah. your first match at, at Hewish Park. You said you've got a selection headache. Mm, is mm. that not only sort of Pearson coming on and doing well, but is that positionally as well? Yeah, definitely, now? definitely. We, you know, we've got to look at what Wrexham have in their armoury and they've got a fair bit. So we, we, we are well aware of, of who we're playing, that's for sure. Um, any team that, that, that spends the money they have will have good players. But we've shown today with a small squad um, and, a, and a bit of heart that we're very close to, to, to being a good side, in my opinion. Um, so Wrexham's a great challenge, the lads are looking forward to it, you know, why, why not play them now? You've got to play them at some point. The supporters will turn up, I, I, I hope, because they've been brilliant today and we're, we're so determined to try and give them a team they can be proud of. Fell a bit short today, um, but as I say, we'll work our socks off to put a performance on next week. Thank you. Can I ask about Matty Gravosti? We uh, yes. saw a little glimpse of him at the end. The yeah. player I think Chris Todd knows quite well from yes. in this college system. A very late introduction to the squad. Yeah. How quickly did he have to sort of come in? Was he yeah, meeting, it was late. It was late. this morning? Uh, yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. Yesterday. Um, we just we just made the decision that we, we, we had the opportunity, to be honest, and we thought that it was a, a good option because he's... What he'll do is run, he'll run his socks off, he's brave. He, he was probably a bit bewildered coming on today because you're going into the, the fire of a game which is, I liken it to a League Two game. It is, the standard's high. So that's a tough introduction for him, for him. but he's a, he's a real character and I don't think he'll be phased by it. He just needs more training time with us to get used to the lads, as you rightly say, and I think he'll be, I think he'll be great for the club. And a bit of a change in the goalkeeping department as well. Matt Evans has gone out on yeah. only play today for Larkle, but Will Buse yeah. has come in. Is yeah. he coming in to be a real challenge towards Grant yeah. Smith in that number one shirt? Yeah, Smithy wants that. He wants to be challenged. He wants to be pushed. And Max pushes him as well every day. It's just that, that progression of Will's gone out and done that, and now Max does that. And that's what we're trying to do. We keep good people in the building. He, he works his socks off in training still for us. But Smithy wants that. He wants to be pushed. He wants to be better. And, and will definitely do that and anyone who saw him at, at Taunton will know how good he is and how highly thought of he is at City. So we, we've got them at the uh, back end of the field, we need them at the top end of the field. Well I was going to say actually because you're 2-0 down, you turn around, you yeah. see a lot of inexperience there. You've talked about trying to bring in someone, we're missing yeah. a number 10 yeah. and a number 11 on the squad numbers. Yeah. Is experience one of the key yeah. elements you're looking definitely, for? Definitely, but experience forward? costs a lot of money in the main and we have to cut our cloth to, to, to our own club and our own finances. And I maintain that we, we can't be frivolous because you can't exist as a football club. It's, it's so difficult. Um, someone's got to put the money in um, and, and it's a lot of money to run a football club. I would love millions of pounds. Everybody would. But the reality is we, we want to be competitive with what we have. And we were today. So we've got to... We've got to get that recruitment right and try and get the players in and I can assure you that 24-7 for the last six weeks I have tried to do that 
it's fallen through a couple of times at the last minute, which is disappointing, which happens. But let's hope it doesn't fall through next week. As far as the rest of the month of August went, well, it was a relatively good performance at home against Wrexham on the following Saturday. This was, uh, you know, on all intents and purposes, a one-all draw against the title favourites. A good result. Uh, a superb goal from outside the box from Malachi Linton gave Yeovil Town a share of the spoils. But the next couple of games were to still only produce one more point. So after four games, Yeovil only had a point on the table. As they went into the 27th of August at home game against Dagenham and Redbridge, and Jamie record again in uh, early goal-scoring form as he got the only goal of the game in the 34-minute after a close-range effort from Alex Fisher had stretched the Daggers' defence and Jamie Record was on hand to finish it off. Yeovil started well and Josh Staunton headed onto the roof of the visitors' net. Maro Vihetti struck a post in the second half as Dagenham pressed for an equaliser, but the Glovers held on to claim a first league win of the season. And their final game ended in a goalless draw away at Wildstone in a game that Yeovil really... Well, I would say, in, in my, certainly my, my view and uh, Gav Cheatham's when we were at Wildstone uh, that weekend, it was certainly the um, most dominant performance by Yeovil Town this season. Uh, but a missed penalty gave Yeovil just one point from their game. But they ended up <coughs> at the end of August with uh, six points, which uh, from, I guess, from five games isn't a great start. But we will see how they get on in the month of September on our next episode.